Welcome to the Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I'm back with my friends, Sarah Cox and Jen Gray again. Um, Sarah, I wanted to ask you, what did the family you grew up in look like? Like your parents, your siblings? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I, uh, my parents are married, and they're still married. Um, I am one of four kids. I'm the third of four, um, two boys and two girls. And we grew up in Ohio. Most of the time was spent growing up in Ohio. And um, then we moved back here when I was 19. Great. What about you, Jen? Well, my family is a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a blended family. Okay. That's the term that we're using now. Um, but here in Southern California, uh, my parents divorced when I was about nine. And so I spent time kind of going between my dad's house and my mom's house. And pretty quickly after my parents divorced, my dad remarried and she had three kids. So it was at one point um, my brother, okay. who is two years older, and myself, and then it became sometimes my brother and I at my mom's, <laughs> yeah. and other times um, I was kind of in the middle. Oh. So there was a much older young adult mm. living in the house, mm-hmm. um, a high school daughter, um, my brother, then myself, and then a younger sister. Oh, wow. So yeah. It was you a, learned to adapt. Yeah. Yep. We sure <laughs> did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's great. We are at our fifth of five sessions on the topic of parenting. And this time, we're looking at parenting college and adults, basically adults. And, you know, when I say parenting, it kind of sounds weird. It's really just being parents of adults, being parents of people who are in college or adults. And so we want to kind of, you know, wrap this up with how do you be a good parent to your adult kids. And I think what we kind of decided was we want to focus on just encouraging them, uh, being the parent who will encourage our adult parents. And Sarah, you said that you had done a little uh, investigation into the word courage. Right, right. Well, um, encourage, I was thinking about this morning earlier, that it means to inspire with courage. Mm. And I love that because it just... you it paints a different idea than just saying someone's nice or you're just going to tell them good things about them, but you're trying to inspire them with courage and they help, it helps them to go forward in life because you're putting courage in front of them that they can do this, you know? Oh yeah. So I have a super funny story from college <laughs> <laughs> that kind of has to do with this. Oh, it actually does. Um, so I was always a little irresponsible and constantly losing things late. Um, not sure how I ever made it to college, but it was like a big shocker. I ended up on the East Coast uh, where my mom lived, going to college, and felt like I just shouldn't be there. There's no way, right? Somebody <laughs> made a mistake letting me in. And the very first day of school, left my curling iron on, oh, on my bed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and no. I lit the entire dorm room on <laughs> fire. No way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Came back <laughs> all happy, like, I'm in college. Yeah, I can do this. Um, and I see fire engines, and the dorm was like six. 16 stories high. Yeah. And so the whole dorm was (laughs) evacuated and I was in hysterics. I mean, I, I held it all in, you know, of course dealt with it. I was super mortified. And first thing I did was call my mom Yeah, and I was just like hysterical. And what did I say? I said, do you see? (laughs) Nobody should have let me in. I have no business being here. I am coming home and I am done. I will not come back. This was my first and last day and I'm out. And she said, no, you're not. Mm. She said, 
that you can do this. Wow. You, like, I felt like it's just this, like yeah. she encouraged yeah. me, yeah. but oh, I thought great. of it, like it is this ability to be able to tell our kids, like, it doesn't matter if you yeah. actually burn the dorm down <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or came close. Yeah. Um, but you can stay mm. like you belong there. Yeah. You were accepted just yeah. like anybody mm. else. And I think we have to do that for our kids. Yeah. They're gonna screw up. They yes. probably already have many, many times. So just because they're suddenly 18, mm. they're still going to screw up. And yeah. we need to encourage them. Oh, that's great. What a great example <laughs> of that. Well, as we talk about encouraging our adult kids, we're going to look really at eight brief keys. And I might end up weighing in a little more than usual on this since that's good. Uh, Jen and Sarah <laughs> need your feedback. Yeah, don't have adult kids yet, nope. but you guys have such great experiences like the one that you just shared. So I know that you're going to have much to add. <laughs> um, the first thing I think of the eight is just treating your kids as adults, uh, making sure that you remember that even though they're your kids, they are adults now. Mm -hmm. um, have you guys seen that in your own life or maybe the lives of your friends, how important it is that, you know, a parents treat their adult kids as if they were adults? Right. My parents were really good at this, actually. Mm -hmm. I remember some, facing some huge decisions and they really just let me make them. They yeah. didn't, you know, they didn't jump in. They didn't try to tell me what to do. I remember I had um, first started at Michigan State and then I transferred out to UCLA when my family moved back to California. And I wanted to transfer out. I hated UCLA, wanted to go back to Michigan State. And this fully was in my court. My parents just let me be the adult. They weren't, wow. you know, they had their opinion for sure, but it was just ultimately my decision and just letting letting me make the choice. You right. Know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So they're, they obviously worked through some of the things we were talking about in the last episode of just feeling like your child is going to be an extension of you and, you know, maybe thinking, oh, we want this label, this school, this whatever associated with us and our child and being able to open their hands and just say whatever's best for you. Right. That's great. I know um, one area that I've seen that I think parents have a hard time treating their kids as adults in is concerning the holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, feeling like you have got to be here for Thanksgiving and you have to be here for Christmas and you have to be here for birthday birthdays. And, you know, even as our kids go on to have their own families and get married, there's that, you know, underlying guilt that parents, even moms can put upon their kids of, you know, the event, the holiday will not be the same if you're not here. Uh, have you guys seen that to be true or have you seen anything to be not true in that area? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know, and I remember being um, young and just not feeling like I could do it. Like I couldn't make it to both families. And we had two different families entirely to right. spend time with. Even yeah, when I was hard. young and single, I still yeah. had two families. Um, and then you add in boyfriend or husband or any of that. And you've, you've just got these things to juggle and feel like you have a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. I think if, if parents do that, um, we've kind of divided up a system and, you know, currently where it's, we just take turns at the holidays, but you know, I like what you're saying about just from the get-go as parents, as my, as I think of my kids getting older, just not wanting to put that pressure on them, right. wanting them mm -hmm. to just enjoy the holiday. And if, hopefully if I've had a good relationship with them, I will let go of right. this idea in my head because yeah. at that point it's just all about me, really. Totally. It yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. It's all about you as the the mom, the, the, the parent there wanting things your way, wanting to control things. Right. And, you know, holidays can be exhausting as it is. 
And I've even seen, you know, with my brothers or, you know, others in my family trying to go from house to house to house. And it's just exhausting. And it's not fun for anyone and everyone's drained and run ragged. So, you know, I've told my kids, it doesn't matter where you go. Mm, You don't have to come to our house for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or Christmas Eve or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. We'll get together. We'll hang out. But I don't want you guys running yourself ragged and burning yourself out. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, if you have a good relationship with them, you're going to see them through the year. Absolutely. Right. Even if they live far away. Yeah you will see them at some point yeah. or you will FaceTime with them regularly. You will talk to them regularly. So it's not like on that one single day. Right. If you don't see them, exactly, the world will end. Yes. Yeah. Your relationship doesn't hinge on that one day. No. Totally. That no. one 24-hour period. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Um, another thing that I think is important is that we listen to our adult kids. Uh, I know I even uh, enjoy doing this where I'll find another adult, ideally my parents, to talk to. And you just want to talk. Sometimes you want to vent or dump, but you don't want anyone to tell you what to do or fix the problem for you. You just want to be able to have someone to talk to. And so I know that, you know, as an as an adult parent of adults, you uh, want to get involved and, and, you know, fix their problems, but you just sometimes need to stop and just listen. Totally. Yeah. I think this is going to be hard for me. And as I shared in the last one, I have a hard time just letting them struggle. So I need to know that about myself. And as my kids are getting older, have friends who will remind me of that and keep me accountable perhaps, um, or just know that um, I need to let them learn to look to God yeah. or their spouse and learn how to solve these problems without me doing it, even though I tend to be a fixer. Right. And I want to yes. fix it. And I think probably people would withdraw from relationships where people are always trying to fix things. Right. So it's like if you're trying to keep that relationship going, you're doing a good job, Stephanie, I know, of just, (laughs) you mentioned just listening, listening to them. Sometimes we all just need people to listen to, and I love that. And just say that must be hard or wow, you know, oh, what a drag, or I'll be praying for you or whatever, but not how can we fix this. Yeah, and I think that doesn't mean we don't give good advice. Right, absolutely. We should be giving good advice, but when they're asking for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say that's probably the third key there is to give good advice, but wait until we're asked for the advice. Um, because, you know, if we are a good listener, it will naturally flow, the conversation will flow often into, you know, what do you think about this? Yes. Or what would you do about this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen that even with my kids is, you know, we've had lots of great conversations and, you know, in God's timing, they'll say, you know, uh, what would you do? Or what do you think I should do? And then's the time to, you know, give the advice rather than just always jumping in there and telling them what to do. Totally. Another important thing is just staying involved with their lives. Um, you know, they'll grow and they'll have their own interests and hobbies and things that are interesting to them. And I think it's important, you know, for us to say, if we want that relationship, it's not that you have to come to me on my terms, but, you know, hey, I'm willing to get involved with you. I'm willing to go to, you know, see a play or, you know, go to the beach with you or go shopping with you or, you know, go watch that sports team, whatever it is, uh, something that they like to do so that you can just spend that time together with them. Right. With the goal being just to keep that relationship going, keep it yeah. going strong, you know? Yes, absolutely. I'm taking all such notes, <laughs> mental yeah. notes about all of this, Stephanie, because yeah. you know you do a good job. Yeah. Well, I know my parents even, uh, even 
even when we had kids who were young, my parents would often come to Disneyland with us or go out to eat with us or go on lots of short-term little trips with us just to stay involved with our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we have to be willing, like you said, to do things that we wouldn't normally naturally do. Yes. Right. Yeah, Yeah, as long as they're not violating biblical law or principle. (laughs) Right, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, do those things or, you know, pick up those hobbies and just, you know, get involved with that stuff. I remember hearing uh, D.A. Carson, who's that great theologian, speaking at John Piper's church about how he would spend hours, I'm pretty sure it was at a shooting range with his son, you know, and he said basically spending hours with him just to get that 15 minutes of good conversation. And, you know, I've had lots of times of just, you know, walking and talking and getting involved in what they're doing. And then, you know, that time comes when the Holy Spirit kind of opens that door and there's that good conversation mm-hmm. that result, results. And at the same time, not being frustrated if it doesn't result, right. mm-hmm. you know, not being frustrated if you just hung out and you never got that, you know, mountaintop conversation with them. Totally. And you feel like it was for nothing, but realizing long-term it's yes. not, it's building that relationship, keeping yeah. it strong, yeah. you know, an investment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And stuff like that makes it easier when, you know, they can't show up for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. yeah. I even think with my dad, um, we haven't lived nearby for a long time, but at, like the special things that I remember, it's like he would come, let's say for Thanksgiving, and he's not a runner, but mm-hmm. he's always been fit and in shape doing like physical work. And I loved running. And so he came and signed up for the turkey trot. Mm. And so we got to do the turkey oh, trot together and yeah. he brought a walker just to be funny. And it it was just such a fun time. It's one of those memories where he came and he did my thing. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's yeah. always been so good at that with mm. all of our lives. Just, you know, it, different sports that all the grandkids have done or all the kids have done, just yeah. coming and supporting and being there for them just helps them know you love them and you right. care about them. You know, and it, I yeah. do feel loved and cared about because yeah. he does that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, I know um, just recently my my son, my son's 34, and he's got this new um, fondness for tikis. So oh we went, yeah, just a, a couple months ago to a tiki land convention with him in Santa Ana, and I ended up actually buying a tiki skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn it yet, but just you know, it was fun. It was actually really fun, but yeah. I would never, if it wasn't for my son, have gone to the tiki land convention. Tiki land. But yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I enjoy hanging out with them a lot. Well, it just goes to show with how, I know you're so busy here at church, but you were still pressing yourself and making this a priority that you were going to go. Yeah, on whatever yeah. day to yes. a Tiki Land yeah. convention yeah. because right you love church. your son. <laughs> right. Yes. Seriously. Love that. It was very fun though. Um, another thing I think it's important if you're going to spend time with them, whether it's, you know, physically spending time with them or talking to them is that, you know, when we're talking to them or when we're together with them, that we don't remind them of their failures. I've heard other um, parents do that with their adult kids. You know, well, when you were 14 or when you were 16, it's like, okay, I was like, you know, in this embryonic stage. I wasn't (laughs) even fully formed yet. Like, please do not remind me of what I did. I know that can be super humiliating. So not reminding them of their past failures, you know, just the things that they've done wrong, even recent past failures. Nobody wants to be reminded of where they've gone wrong. No, and I think we all remember anyway. I mean, if you look at your own shortcomings and failures over your life, like we remember them and our kids will remember their own. So we do not need to continually bring that up. It just brings a spirit of bitterness in the relationship that doesn't need to be there. Totally. Yes. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, parents will do that when they feel uh, maybe they're losing control and they want to kind of just establish the fact that, you know, I'm better than you. Mm. I know, I know about you. I know the dirt on you mm. or whatever. So yeah, not, not something that we want to do is remind no. them of their past failures yeah. unless they bring it up and want to joke about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then those are good. Uh, yeah. Fair yeah. game. I think another thing is just affirming them, you know, uh, telling them that you love them, letting them know how proud you are of them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's super important. Uh, even though they are adults, I think everybody thrives on affirmation. And, you know, we can do so much good for people by right. giving them those positive words. So what does that look like for you? Like, what would you do with grown children? How do you do that? Um, for me personally, I text them a lot. Um, I, I regularly text all three of my kids and now my two um, son-in-laws too. Mm. I'll text them, you know, individually and just let them know how much I love them. I'm thinking mm. about you, love you so much. Or I'll say, you know, I'm super proud of you. Or, you know, I'll text over something that I'm proud about. Like, you know, I'm proud that you got through that. Or, you know, I'm so excited for you that you did that. Or, you know, you're awesome. You're a star. I mean, whatever it is, right. but just sending them, you know, those positive notes and definitely adding my, my two fun son-in-laws to that as well. And mm. oh, it is, that. it is cool to be able to be encouraging to them and just let them know that, you know, I'm thrilled to be their mother-in-law mm -hmm. and, you know, just seeing the good that they're doing, just even saying, you know, I've texted some of them, both of them before and said, you know, I, I see the good that you did. I saw that decision that you made. You know, I saw that you went there. I saw that you gave up that. I saw that you put others before yourself. And I just want to let you know you're doing awesome. Oh, oh I love that. Great. And you're probably even specific, right? Yes, in very what you specific. Them. It's not like a general... Yes. Hey, love yeah, ya. Yeah. I mean, it is specific yeah. because then they know, like, they can apply change based on that. Right. right? Totally. And I would say, I mean, it might be easy for me because I have three awesome kids and two awesome son-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, there's always good things, you know, right. to, you to encourage. Good. Yes. And I, I can tell that they appreciate it. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think some of us, it may not come as naturally. I know for me, I'm much more like, let's look at what needs to be worked on or let's look right. at what needs to be right. improved. At least that's my tendency now. Right. So I can imagine it would be, you know, that we'll see, you yeah. did it that way. Yeah. Or if you had just done this or you could do this. Yes. You have to really be careful. Yeah. To and build I think, them up. Um, with the stage that you guys are into with the kids being like high school, it's a good mm -hmm. transition time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. start to get to, you know, sending out those more positive notes. Right. Um, and I think it does help to establish them as adults and to yeah. encourage them as adults and let them know that you are, you know, emotionally and mentally preparing for that time that they launch. Totally. Yeah. It's funny because as you're saying that, I'm thinking of all our past podcasts where we said, as now, so then. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I yeah. can't be giving you applause that this is great when they're in you know, college age and yeah. adult. I need to start this now because yeah. I need to yeah. start the habit now in my life and not just wait till they're older and yeah. give a lot more of that positive yeah. encouragement. It's a good time to start. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the last thing that I would say that's probably going to sound like a no-brainer, but it's still something that we need to do, and that is to pray for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes a big difference right. praying for people. We have a God who hears those prayers yeah. and promises to answer those prayers. And, you know, I'll even text my, um, my kids and my son-in-law 
son-in-laws, you know, that I'm praying for them and specific things that I'm praying for them. And I know they appreciate it. You know, they'll text back, thanks so much. Or when they have, you know, something going on, they'll put me either in a private text or a group text saying, you know, hey, I got this coming up. Can you be praying for me? Oh, I love that. Yeah. They know you pray faithfully. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That means a lot. Yeah. So that prayer makes a difference. It really does. And I think it helps to encourage them by letting them know that we are praying. Right. Yeah, and continually setting that pattern too that they can be praying. Yes. Right? Like we're yeah. teaching them that now. Yeah. yeah. We just why wouldn't we continually model that? Yeah. And encourage them. Absolutely. With that? Yes. Well, um, being a parent of adults, we are out of time. Um, <laughs> our summary would probably just be the takeaway. We want to be people who are encouraging. Mm-hmm. We're affirming them as adults and encouraging them. So next time we're going to look at a brand new topic. Thank you so much, Sarah and Jen, for doing this together with me. You guys have done a great job. Thanks and for having Thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, it's been super fun. I'm going to miss you until we come back to another topic in the future. <laughs> Uh, Thanks so much for everyone who's listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, like, comment, even email us, wf at compasschurch.org with any questions or topic suggestions. And I look forward to meeting with you all next time. Mm